Hi Spurs listeners, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, welcome to the Steve Perriman podcast. Steve Perriman is a blast from the past. Uh, I know that we've got lots of new listeners, so I want to introduce my two partners in crime. Uh, Tom, who's in the office side of things and keeping it all together. Uh, of course, a Spurs supporter of how many years, Tom? Oh God, 30... 33, 34, I think, ever since I was old enough to really know what I was, what was going. 35, call it 35. Good man. And Howard, how are you, 50, Howard? 55th on the, 20, on the 16th of November. Wow. That's, that's a long time, Howard. You've been at it, this Spurs game. So these are the two partners in crime, as I said. And um, yeah, now just to explain about this podcast, it's a different one. Um, I've explained before, I believe, that um, it was not going to be game-driven, uh, opponents-driven. Um, we were going to try and uh, get some guests in, and uh, so far that's how it's been. Uh, this week's guest was going to be John H. Stracy. So for you that don't follow um, other sports other than football, because you're so engrossed with what's happening at Tottenham. Um, he was the welterweight world champion, boxing champion, and he beat uh, Jose Napoles in Mexico City, which was almost unheard of. I think Napoles was such a legend in the boxing world that he was about 10 to 1 on in betting circles to retain the, the world championship. But John went over there and beat him. Um, and John is a very big Spurs fan, although now he lives up in the Wirral. Uh, so obviously sees a lot of Northern games when the team is playing up there and gets a good welcome off the Man City's, Man United's, Liverpool's, Everton's because of, you know, what he did in the boxing world. So that was meant to be... Um, Recorded on Monday night, I was out the front of my house with my wife talking to our lovely neighbours and Kim said, look, we've got to go in, Steve, and uh, make your dinner and to be able to do the podcast. So we came in and then she very quickly told me that uh, we'd had a power cut. So all sorts of panic started to happen because of the forthcoming podcast and then she looked up online, and yes, it was official. There was a power cut in our area, all the postcodes that it applied to, and of course ours. So, um, and then a statement saying people were working on it, and by quarter to nine, it'll be it'll be finished. At which point, I decided not to hang everyone on, and we've going to do John an, another evening, hopefully tonight, but he's not possible because he's going away. So we're going to do him next week. So this is a podcast uh, back to the old days of me, Howard and Tom talking about current events and there couldn't be a better day to, um, to start this one off. Chaps, you've all heard the news. I'm sure we're all delighted um, that Harry Kane is going to stay with us. 
what reaction from you, Howard, being the longest serving supporter on our on our team? How did you take that news? It came up on the ticker tape at the bottom of the Sky News thing. And I ran upstairs because Viv was up there and she was on the phone with someone. I said, put it down. Harry's staying. <laughs> we had a cover, we had a cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news, Howard. Well done. So Vivian is as big a Spurs fan as you are. Just for our new, just for our new listeners. Yeah, she says she's not, but it's just embarrassment. Yeah. You drag her along to games, I suppose. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. How about you, Tom? So I, um, I, I saw it flash up on Twitter. I'd seen a couple of stories in the morning, um, kind of suggest from from quite trusted sources, um, like Ali Gold at uh, Football London, suggesting that um, uh, the talk was Harry was accepting that he was going to be staying. And then, um, and then out of nowhere, I just saw a tweet flash up from the man himself uh, saying he's staying at Spurs. Uh, I've been grinning all afternoon. Um, my my seven year old son was uh, was bouncing around the kitchen when I told him as well. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been an unfortunate few months, not really knowing what's going on. So much speculation from all sorts of different sources, but it's something we can at least put behind us uh, until January, at least. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? But um, it's just great that we've got someone. We know how good he is. We know what he can do. We saw how good he was when he came on against Wolves the other day. Um, yeah, the game changed really when he came on in terms of our, our hold-up play and just being able to carry the ball forward. Um, and just knowing we've got him for the, for the, for the foreseeable future is, is, is amazing. I can't wait till Sunday. And I like the the uh, the fact that he mentioned about the reaction of the away supporters at Wolves as being part of part of his thinking. So that's nice, you know. That it's not as if the crowd went against him, was it? So I I'm just delighted that uh, Harry is still one of our own. Uh, that's got a nice ring to it, and um, you know it's a lonely place being one of our own. And uh, I wouldn't want to be the only one of our own um, to our loyal supporters. Uh, of course, there's more than me. Of course, there is. But um, that was a bit flippant, that comment. But anyway, um, so let's take it as read that we're all delighted that uh, Harry's with us and let him, let him do well enough to start hitting some more records for us on the goal-scoring stakes, and who knows? It's all been about the, the need to win a trophy, and, you know, maybe this is this is part of the process that uh, we're going to go through to make that happen, and, and Harry will obviously be a big part of that, so that would be great. Can you tell me about your, your um, cheeky quote on Facebook, was it? Oh, God, I just said... Um, and in fact, I've seen a few people say it as well. Uh, thoughts with Sky Sports at this difficult time. Yeah. Today is just, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're at it again already in terms of uh, talking about, oh, well, what about next year? Where is he going to be? But they have been um, every every day, tweet after tweet, article after article, discussion after discussion on Sky. What's Harry Kane doing? Where is he going to be going? Um, generating gossip content for content's sake non-stop about him over the summer so um uh it's a big relief to that it's ended for now and uh you know just wonder what they're going to talk about next we move on so what you're saying tom is they won't lay down will they they won't lay down off this story just 
just give it a rest now, please. Give it a rest. Let's get on with the game. It's it's about what's happening on the field of play, not what's happening up in the sky somewhere or around the place. It's it's what's happening on the pitch. And by 100%. the way, what what a good start we've had. Two wins, six points. Wonderful. How have you seen all the games? On TV, I saw the uh, obviously I was at the ground for the Man City game, which was great. Some uh, some atmosphere, wasn't it? Mm. Really, really special. I'm not quite sure why. It was great. But yeah, that's very good for that. Watched the Wolves the Wolves game on TV off of a download, and um, obviously we didn't. It wasn't as good for us. But with the away side, we won. We got another clean sheet. Yeah. As long as we keep our feet on the ground, we'll keep, we'll keep going okay. Loris, 300 games. Yeah. With a, another clean sheet, that's two and two. I think since the World Cup, four years ago, yeah, four years ago, he really wasn't that good a goalkeeper at the time. He, he was fairly nervous a lot of the time. He used to give a lot of balls away. And of course, in the in the FA in the World Cup final, he completely lost to the ball and gave a goal, goal away. Yeah. But the last couple of years since then, he seems to have got over it, settled down. Becoming more consistent, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can see the amount of respect he has from his teammates as well in every in like the video Spurs put out where they presented him with his with his shirt, uh, the yeah. three hundred shirt, and um, yeah, and 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 the way he's kind of conducted himself on the All or Nothing documentary and uh, every interview, he just speaks so well. He's just so measured and calm. And I think we're very lucky to have had him for as long as we, mm. as long as we have. Yeah. The new keeper seems to have a bit of a personality as well. <laughs> doesn't he just, doesn't he? Mm. So, well, it's all looking very positive. I mean, you, you're always positive when you win games. Um, next game is, it's more of the European game. Yeah, so hopefully we can pull that that yeah. deficit sun, back. Sunday home to Watford. Home to Watford. Yeah. Well, that that reminds me um, with the sad news about Charlie Watts. Mm. Tom, I suppose this is more for you because you're a music man. Um, any thoughts about Charlie in terms of his abilities? Well, he was he, he was incredible. I mean, he. I think one of his quotes was uh, for, 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 the, for the 50 years he's been playing with the Rolling Stones, I think three years he's actually been playing and the rest he's been hanging around. Uh, he's always been the one who um, <laughs> is like the, 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 the calm and measured presence, like sat there while, while the others go nuts, both on stage and off stage. I think he's, um, but he's an yeah, incredibly accomplished drummer. Um, yeah, just Fab, fab, fabulous drummer. I knew he was. I knew he'd had a procedure recently, and he pulled out of their 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 next tour. Um, yeah. But I didn't realise it was as um, clearly as serious as it was. Um, and it was quite a quite a shock to read that he'd passed away yesterday. I was, yeah, yeah. Bless him. God legend. bless him. Absolutely. God legend. bless him. Rest in peace, sir. Howard. Any um, any stories about the Rolling Stones? Did you ever see them in I concert? Saw them twice in concert at Ells Court and somewhere else. Yeah, um, they're obviously a very, very talented band. Obviously, made loads and loads of great records. But I have to say, if you said to me, name ten, ten Rolling Stones records, I probably couldn't do it. I was more at Beatles' end of football. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But the reason why I mentioned his name in relation to Watford, our next opponents, was the fact that 
towards the end of my career, um, we got beaten at home by Watford. Thinking back now, Charlie was probably a guest of Elton John, who was yeah. obviously the chairman and owner at the time. And um, disappointing whenever Tottenham got beat at home. And I was walking up the stairs and Charlie was walking down the other way. And you always wonder if someone as big as him knows who you are. And I was soon put right when he said to me, I can't, I can't remember the exact words, but it was something like, Steve, that was crap. And I said, you're not wrong, Charlie. <laughs> and we passed on the stairs. But I was more, I was more thankful that he'd recognised me than, than what he actually said. If I'd have thought more about what he said, I might have had a better response. But, uh, yeah, God bless him. Rest in peace, uh, the, the wonderful Charlie Watts. Um, do you know, Howard, if he was a Spurs supporter? Didn't come across it at all, no. No, no. So I'm not sure he had the right to say that to me. <laughs> if he wasn't. If he was, of course, yeah, he, yeah. he did have the right. So... Um, uh, just to tell you a bit about what I've been doing lately, chaps. Um, I've just finished my treatment uh, on my hip. The history of this is that having played a lot of games, mostly for Tottenham Hotspur, um, although I wasn't injured, I had one operation during that playing career. Um, but you don't know what's happening to your body as you're playing all these games. So the after effects and um, about five years ago, I had a new hip um, performed in Exeter uh, by a very good man. And uh, that's great. Um, before I had that operation, he, he, they took scans of both my hips and said, that one's bad, but that one needs doing now. So with this in mind of, of course, I'm left with a bad hip. Um, uh, Martin Chivers, for instance, when he found out I needed a hip operation, said, Stevie, too many slide tackles. I always said, too many slide tackles. And I, I either said it or felt like saying, Martin, what would you know about a slide tackle? <laughs> anyway, so um, the second hip is just not, not, not acute pain but is is I, I would say it's more of an ache and it's a nagging ache and if I go if I go walking which Kim likes to walk if I go too far that's my excuse anyway it it aches even more so um there's a new treatment out and and this is uh, alongside uh, Paul Tisdale that people would know that I've got a link with. He was manager at Exeter City for about 12 years. Together, I was his director of football. He's opened a, a uh, clinic in Bath called At The Core. And uh, I'm very thankful that the PFA, the Players Union, um, have helped me access this treatment. And um, I have to say that I've never accessed anything before from the PFA and one was left wondering what they actually do. But on this occasion, uh, they definitely supported me. And because they did, and this doesn't apply to Kim, but because 
they did support me. Um, I decided that Kim should have the similar treatment as, as me because being a, a gardener, um, not a professional one, but she does a lot of gardening, especially in our old property, um, her hands. And it's in the history of her family people with, with arthritis. And this uh, new machine from Germany um, I'm going to read out because I think this might be interesting to people. At the core in Bath, we combine physiotherapist with MRT to stimulate recovery. MRT is magnetic resonance therapy, in brackets, a bit like MRI scanning. It uses a magnetic field to reduce pain and inflammation caused by arthritis and injury. So the treatment took um, nine treatments. It's a little bit like taking antibiotics. You can't take it one day and then wait a week and take another pill. No, this is you have to get the nine sessions in a certain amount of time. We did it over 10 working days. So that was a new experience for me. I, um, we used to get to the park and ride, first time ever, get on the bus into Bath because to park in Bath is not great. And um, lovely city, by the way. And then we would both have our treatment, lasted an hour each. And while I was being treated, Kim went and did some damage to the, uh, to the credit card because uh, there's lots of good places there to, to spend your money. So, um, so yeah, lots of people come from London uh, to, to get this treatment. Um, it is a, a new type of treatment, but almost immediately Kim's hands, uh, okay, not a lot of difference with her hands, but uh, definitely difference with her knees. She can now run up and down stairs, which is great. But so far, no difference for me in my aching hip. But um, it's it sort of different people react in different ways to this treatment. But uh, delighted that I've had it. And um, again, I thank the PFA for, for um, their support uh, with me in this tre treatment. Um, chaps, any opinions on the Euros or the Olympics or both? Howard, anything to that we should remember about the Euros, for instance? Well, it was a very good tournament, some very good quality play, um, very little interference from referees. Yeah, the referees was great, wasn't it? It seems to be. Yeah, and, the, um, the discipline that they had. Yeah. Already we haven't we've failed to that the first two weeks of the league, haven't we? Yeah, it looked like VAR wasn't so important in the Euro yeah. games. Yeah which we've always said on this podcast that, um, you know, the VAR, as much as it's needed to clarify, almost has taken away some of the enjoyment. Yeah. When a player can't, can't uh, celebrate immediately after having scored the goal. Right. So, um, Tom, anything about the, the Olympics, for instance? Um, I didn't watch much of the Olympics, I've got to admit. Euro, Euro, Euros I could talk about, but... Um, Go on then. The, uh, the, I, th I think I was a bit sported out by the time by the, time the Euros finished, so I, I didn't watch much of the Olympics. But um, no, I, I enjoyed the Euros. I mean, I kind of... 
kind of had the whole Harry Kane spectre thing hanging over over it for me. I found it hard to really kind of relax and enjoy England and Harry in particular, just because there was all the talk about him leaving Spurs and they matter much more to me than my club matters much more to me than my country. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, but, you know, it was, it was, it was a really enjoyable tournament. There were some great games some some great goals and, uh, you know, I was due to to go to one of the quarterfinals, um, ended up missing out when the capacity uh, was reduced Uh accordingly, which was a a shame. But um, but no, I really, really enjoyed it in general. Mm. I think our manager did did a great job, made lots of, I always say that in football management, there's a mistake around every corner and he seemed to avoid those mistakes. Um, Sometimes a win can gloss over a, a possible mistake with a substitution or whatever but it looked like it got, he got it wrong on the on the last day with regard to the penalty takers and the substitutions late and stuff like that but but um hopefully you know we've got a young vibrant talented squad and um and we can do things that little bit better as we need to to instead of being semi-finalists and then finalists you know we could we need to go one step uh better but uh i i've got some comments to make about the olympics i've really really enjoyed the olympics and and you know when you think of the dedication that these athletes put into this sport and the difficult circumstances they've had and and you know just to just to be at an olympics you know if i was an athlete and I just got to the Olympics. I'd be incredibly proud. But so you can imagine how the, the you know, the medal winners would feel. And the, the, the couple of things came across. There was a sevens rugby, a sevens tournament, uh, which I particularly enjoyed. I, I can't say that I enjoy rugby that much, but sevens, there's like a, a it, it's, it's vibrant, isn't it? Mm. It's. Anyway, it took me back, and I remember in my apprentice days at Spurs, we got invited by the Met Police to play in a tournament at, I think it was Tooting and Mitcham. So we sent a, um, the Met Police used to play in the Metropolitan League, our third professional team, and therefore a young team was sent from Spurs, and which we won. And of course, when you're winning something, you enjoy it even more. But I remember thinking how positive this tournament was and it sort of it gave you a freedom the fact it was seven aside on a big pitch uh, okay for limited time it was probably about five minutes each way I suppose each each round but um, but I got the same feeling with the rugby sevens in in the Olympics the other thing that um, that stuck in me was um, the cycling and Laura and Jason Kenny and okay they don't ride together but first of all Laura was with a partner in what's called the Madison race her partner was Katie Archibald and these two ladies it was like the marathon but in a cycle event these two ladies just attacked from the start really really attacked and it's not as if they're they're vying against you know amateurs from from other countries they're all top class at what they do but they just smashed 
They smashed the opponents. And then Laura's husband, Jason Kenny, who I think is sort of getting on in years now, and he's obviously won a lot of, lot of medals in the past, been very successful. He was left in a final of, of not the Madison. This was a, a, a shorter, sharper race. And he only qualified by being a sort of a best loser in the quarterfinal. And they're the best loser in the semifinal. And it was almost like he didn't deserve to be there. So his starting position was behind the sort of front bike, not a, not a, a, a competitor, but you have to follow this man around the track. There's obviously a name for it that I've, that I've forgotten. But um, he's first behind this chap, and he just kept looking behind him, which is what you do. And then he realised that the rest, and there was about six or seven other competitors in this race, the final, they were more bothered about each other than worried about Jason Kenny. So at a certain point, he went and he went for it with about two or three laps to go as the, the, the leading man has to go off to the side. And he just went for his life. And he said after, I thought, this is my chance. I'm going to go for it. And if, do you know what? If I don't win, I've had, a, I've had a go. And I thought in both those things, Laura and her partner and then Jason Kenny. Wouldn't that be nice if Tottenham could play with that attitude? Let's have a go. Let's drive. And of course, I'm saying that after a disappointment of, of last season. But um, they were on the front foot. They actually went for it. And they both ended up, all three of them, with gold medals. And in a way, I really do think that there's a clearer thinking there's a more positive thinking at Tottenham at the moment even though we're playing against the league champions and therefore we can't be that positive and of course maybe for 15 minutes we could have conceded but the way they closed the ball Tangana for instance the way that he pressed the winger the England international winger the, you know it was a sort of a throwback to old days when Tottenham players were putting their foot into challenges and, you know, maybe winning some and not some and giving fouls away, but absolutely positive. And I thought it was more in line with the thinking of the Kennys and Archibald, to give it a, a Tottenham, Tottenham link again. Um, and I understand that uh, Laura Trott, now Kenny, uh, there's a link with Ches Hunt, uh, which is a Tottenham area. And I understand that she's a Tottenham supporter. So if anyone can tell me how to get in touch with her, um, I'm sure there's some channels. I, I don't expect the phone number, but I would really like for uh, Laura Kenny to come on this podcast and tell us about her dedication to her sport and the professionalism that they have to show. And, um, I've not seen many more genuine people in interviews on television yeah. than Laura Kenny. She came across, you know, I think there was one more race for her um, at the end of it all. And she said, I thought, I just want to get home. <laughs> She's got a child at home or children at home. 
She said, I just wanted to get home. <laughs> so she wasn't apologizing for thinking that. Mm. And I think it was very clear thinking and very honest and very open. And um, I was I was delighted that they've um, they've been successful at, at, at doing their their thing. So, uh, chaps, have you heard that Paul Coit is has left Spurs? Yeah, shame. Paul Coit is uh, for people that don't know is the man who does the interviews on the pitch, and um, he's been told within the last week or ten days that he's not going to be required for future future games. So, I'm really sorry about that, um, and I want to wish him good luck. Paul has been a very good man, and whenever he interviewed you, serious, knew his stuff, and. Um, so well done, Paul. I think he he works um, on Talksport too. Is that right, Tom? Yep. Yep, yeah, he does. Yeah, but good man, Paul Coit. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry that he's um, yeah, he's left. Don't forget, Steve will be joining us for the um, eighty-one reunion in September. Yes, of course. He'll be and, uh, comparing that evening. And you know what? I think it might be viable to come on the podcast because Definitely. he's got a Spurs background and. He's got lots of stories about players when they're, when they're on the pitch and they say this. I remember I swore once on the pitch yeah. and he got a bollocking for it. So as, as if he could have stopped me talking. He's, asked, never... me, he's asked me a question and I put in the F word and he, he, <laughs> he got criticised for it from above. But that's that's the way it goes. He could, he could have been, had, had a rant from... Roy Kent. For our listeners, um, Roy Kent is part of the Ted Lasso uh, program. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, our link with that program is Howard and Vivian's son, Brett, is um, one of the main characters and writers of that um, particular program. It's well worth a watch and a listen, um, but we'll talk more about that in the future. Um, so thank you, Tom. Thank you, Howard, for all your good work again. Thank you for the new listeners and old listeners. Um, good luck to our team on Sunday. Well, Thursday first and then Sunday. And remember, as I said, John H. Stracy is going to be on next week. Um, and we look forward to, to having him. And um, great news about Harry Kane. We're all excited with that and um, have a great rest of the week. And uh, I know on television now, I've just been watching a little bit of it with uh, Arsenal playing West Bromwich. So let's see how that one goes. Okay, thanks for listening and see you next week.